Welcome to the Digital Divide with me, Linda Antonetti, where we are bridging the gap between social media and connecting with classic communication skills. So for the past couple of weeks, I have conducted yet another Facebook survey and asking the question as to what communication skills do you think should be taught in schools? And I received some very interesting answers. The top thing that people wrote was listening skills, that our younger generation is having a great deal of difficulty with listening skills, and not just listening to hear, but listening to understand. So demonstrating active listening, showing that they are paying attention to what's being said to them, but also understanding what's being able to say what's being said to them so that they can relate to the person who is speaking to them. And how do our younger generation do this? How do they learn listening skills? And again, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but they need to put down technology. They need to pay attention to the person that they are listening to. And they need to Focus on trying to understand what they're saying in a way that they can relate to that person and not just listen to respond. Because a lot of times, and we all do this, we listen and we listen so that we know what we should say next rather than listening to understand. And a lot of that has to do with active listening. But what is active listening? Active listening is when you're interacting with your conversational partner and keeping them engaged, that you are attending to that person while they speak. You're going to paraphrase what they say. In other words, you're going to tell them back in your own words, summarize in your own words, what you understood that they said. And you're not going to have any judgment or advice. So basically, you are there listening for them, for their benefit. You're not there listening to pass judgment, to think of a response, to give advice. So to demonstrate active listening, you want to pay attention by providing eye contact, um, being able to read their body language and understand what their body language might be saying that the words that they're using are not saying. You don't want to judge them on what they're saying. You want to reflect back to them, summarize, paraphrase. If you don't understand what they're saying, you want to ask for clarification. And then you can share your own experience on what they're talking about um, to help you connect and relate to that person to show that you understand that you were listening with understanding. So again, we need to start making sure that our younger generation has these skills, these very important skills um, to get along with others, to understand others and connect and relate with those around them. Another skill that was suggested that be taught in schools is public speaking. Now, I remember going to school that in my English class, I had to get up and do speeches about several things. Um, For several grade levels, I had to do that. I remember doing that from my freshman year of high school 
all through my senior year of high school, and then again when I was in college. So I'm not certain that they're doing this a lot. I have teenagers in high school, and I really haven't heard them speak about having to do something with public speaking. And when I think about teaching a classroom how to complete a public speaking activity. I don't just think about them having to be able to get up in front of a group of people. Yes, you need to know how to do that in a way where you connect with your audience. But part of being able to connect with your audience and getting up there is in the preparation. I actually teach a public speaking course. And you have to prepare most of the way that you connect with your audience is in your preparation. You need to know who you're speaking to. You need to know what the goal is of the topic and what they're what they're going to get out of it or what you want them to get out of it. So they need to teach these public speaking skills, the steps it takes to prepare for them to complete a public speaking task. And then during the speech itself, how should you look? What kind of body language should you use? What kind of eye contact should you use? Um, should What kind of posture, an open posture or a closed posture? How can you connect with your audience? Should you be reading off a pe- paper or should you have your speech memorized down to every single word. Now, I wouldn't say that you should be doing that, but those are things that need to be taught in schools. How can the younger generation complete a public speaking task successfully? And I think we've all seen it where people get up and they start speaking to a group of people and that you think they're going to be a fabulous speaker. And then you hear them start talking and you just zone out. You fall asleep. You're not paying attention. You find reasons to get up and go to the bathroom. Believe me, I've been there. I take a lot of continuing education courses. And while I usually go because I like the topic, it doesn't necessarily mean the person who is delivering the class is a great public speaker. So these are some great skills. And public speaking isn't just about talking about to a group of people. You need to know how to complete a public speaking task for many reasons. It's a skill that can help you in interviews. Um, It will help you if you need to train people, if you need to explain why you deserve a promotion or a raise. Being able to do a presentation or speak in front of a group will help you with those skills and tasks. So public speaking skills is way more important than just being able to get up in front of a group of strangers and speak on a topic. It is an important life skill that I'm not certain these kids in school are getting the chance to experience or practice. So that's another thing that my survey revealed, that public speaking should be taught in schools as well. Positive conflict resolution, another thing that should be taught in the schools. It's so important um, being able to resolve conflicts in a positive way, especially in today's society, 
people seem to be very reactive and respond based on emotion. And they're not responding based on facts or even thinking before they're speaking. They're being very reactive. And it actually ends up hurting the conversation, can exacerbate the situation and make it so much more worse than it has to be. So I know that there are a lot of courses that are being taught about conflict resolution and how to resolve conflicts in a positive way. But um, I think everybody gets on a bandwagon about speaking positively, using positive terms. And yes, that's a way to communicate. But I think they miss some of the communication skills that needs to be observed um, in order to interact during a conflict so that the situation doesn't get out of hand or become worse. Knowing and if we're not teaching how to listen for understanding, they're certainly going to have a difficult time resolving conflicts because a big portion in being able to resolve a conflict is in being able to listen to others. They don't only need to know what to do when they're in a conflict, but it is a great skill to know what to do before a conflict even occurs. Like how not to be reactive or when to speak to somebody, or what their overall responsibility should be if they happen to get into a conflict. Conflicts don't always have to be negative. I actually have a course called Constructive Conflict where you can learn from each other. Conflict can be a way from you for you to understand other people's perspectives, ideas, and actually be able to expand your own ideas to help you maybe do something or learn something or understand something in a way that you hadn't thought about it before. So teaching conflict, positive conflict resolution is an important skill to do, um, but it needs to be taught in conjunction with teaching them how to communicate clearly and what all of that entails as well. Another skill that was suggested be taught was negotiation. And negotiation has everything to do with communication. How are you going to be able to negotiate a promotion or an increase in your salary if you can't communicate why you deserve that increase in pay or why you deserve that promotion? You need to be able to support what it is that you want. And you need to be able to do that clearly. So being able to negotiate for yourself is such an important skill, not even for promotions, but I know if I have, um, if I take buying a car, how many times do you have to negotiate a price when you go to buy a car? Or even when I get a new oil contract every year, I have to communicate with those people and try to negotiate the best price. For example, I would have to get all the information when I needed a new oil contract and say to them, why are you giving your new customers the best price when I've been a loyal customer for five years? You need to be able to communicate to that 
that to them so that they can give you the best price and should give you the best price. If you don't give them a reason for it, they're not going to do it for you. So negotiating is also a very important life skill. And the last thing that somebody suggested that be taught is code switching. And I have spoken about code switching before on the on the podcast, I think in several episodes. And there is some, um, I guess, controversy about whether people need to code switch. I know some, our younger generation, I think a lot of them don't even know what code switching is. Or if they do, I've heard that they don't think they should need to code switch. When in reality, we all need to code switch. I don't care who you are. You should not be speaking to your friends in the same way you speak to your boss. And vice versa, a boss, a manager should not be speaking to their employees or their staff in the same tone that they speak to their friends. There's a different level of respect and there's a different level of relationship when you interact with people and who you interact with. And the way you talk should match that relationship. So you don't want to talk to your mother the same way you're going to talk to your friends. You're not going to talk to your boss the same way you talk to your coworkers. That is code switching. We all do it every single day, even when we're in our house with the people we live with. For example, I remember speaking to my husband in a snarky tone and the phone rang and I answered it, hello, how are you? In a totally different tone than I was just using the second before when I was speaking to my husband. And that is a prime example of code switching. And we all need to know how to use it. I don't care who you are. So this is my short episode on some of the skills that should be taught in the schools today for our younger generation on how to communicate some specific areas on communication skills and how it's going to help them. So just join me again next time here on the Digital Divide where we're continuing the conversation about communication skills for our younger generation here where we are bridging the gap between social media and connecting with classic communication skills.